0: Welcome to Bat Therapy, the psychology of Batman, superheroes, and other comic book characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness. We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and comic enthusiast and nerd aficionado Keaton Hopkins. This podcast is about providing education and understanding and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. So this week, we are going to be talking about Captain America.
1: Yes, I'm I'm excited to talk about this particular topic, I am, because in-game, was insane the end of infinity war was insane and so i think this is could be a good thing to discuss what are we chatting about
0: well many people listening might be like well this is weird captain america he's not a mental health provider of any sort which is true but one thing that we found really cool about captain america was after the snap where half the population disappears and he's facilitating a support group which we both thought was really cool and wanted to talk about.
1: Yeah, so one of the things I really liked about it, too, was, well, first, the first time you're sitting there watching Endgame, and all of a sudden it cuts to five years later. Like, I remember mm. my jaw being on the floor. I'm like, oh, my God, the state of the world, half the people disappeared. And then my first thought when they showed on Cap support group, I'm like, oh, wow. So I wonder if – because – I. I I don't know if he would have been able to be in anything like this already because it's like it happened to him again because Mm. the first time, of course, he's frozen Mm -hmm. and he wakes up years and years later and everyone he knows is basically either dead or super duper old, right? So he's already essentially lost everyone and everything he Mm -hmm. knew. And so, the and fact had to that, start over, yes. And so the fact that he's leading the support group, I think is very interesting.
0: I love that you brought that up because, yes, that's one of the things that stood out. Now, for many of you, you might have forgotten about this scene because I think they only show the support group once, um from what mm. I'm remembering. I mean, I <laughs> (laughs) I just watched it a few days ago, but my memory works like that. Um, So you, you may not really remember much about it, but he actually mentions to the group about how he went into the ice for 70 years and then having to come out and I think he said, quote, like having to move on. And so absolutely, he's kind of set up in this way to be a good facilitator for this because... Really, I mean, the, the mentality of Captain America and what his personality tends to be, as well as the the past experience he had, really does set him up to be a really good peer facilitator for a support group. The one quote from him that really stood out to me was, we got to do something with our lives. Otherwise, Thanos should have killed all of
1: us. Oof. That yeah. was there. That's such... It's heavy as hell. Oh my God. Like, it was. I know, right? and, but it was. It, oh my gosh. The emotion that it all invoked. Because five years later. I know. Like, I, I wonder how long the support group had been going on. Because mm. five years is a long time. The fact that everyone's lost someone. Like, everybody on the yes. planet is experiencing some kind of trauma. And it all happened at once, which is something that's Mm -hmm. also intense. Because, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about when when the snap happened, therapists around the world either disappeared or lost (laughs) people close to them. And so it was a lot of people that were probably trying to get on schedule, and it just wasn't happening, Mm. right?
0: And I also want to point out the other piece of what you just said. Not only did a number of therapists disappear, well, although a lot of clientele did too, however... You made a really good point that actually makes Endgame a little bit eerie for me to watch now because the therapist lived through it, too. Everyone's lived through this horrific event that is traumatizing and really hard to wrap your mind around, which just really has way too many comparable points to the whole COVID situation for me at this point. Um, Obviously different scenarios, but some similarities in that everyone's dealing with it. It's a good question. I mean, clearly this support group's been going on for a while. Like one person talks about finally getting out there, going on a date. But yeah, this is a really great opportunity for something like a support group because sometimes you need that licensed professional to help you maneuver and learn some specific skills for things. And then other times you just need a place to be able to talk about all the crap that's going down and support groups are really a place where you can really bond together and and help each other through
1: another thing that was interesting about it too was the fact that Captain America was leading it because i wonder mm. at at some point if there was anybody in the group that blamed him or was angry with him
0: ooh interesting
1: for for not stopping i mean it's captain america the leader of the Avengers, right, and seemingly—well, not even seemingly—they must beat their ass in Infinity <laughs> War. Like they lost. It was, yeah. It was a full-blown loss. Time it clocks run mm-hmm. out. All four quarters are done. No game two. They lost. And so there's a part of me that wonders if at any point in these sessions where someone's just like. You were supposed to beat them, and I lost everything Mm. because of you. But I don't feel like we ever really saw that in the MCU where the world blamed the Avengers. I don't feel like we ever really saw much of that. Like, we saw some repercussions in, like, Falcon Winter Soldier with uh, the... Yeah, we saw a couple repercussions there, but we never saw anything where it was like the world was angry with the Avengers for them losing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we see more of, you know, hero blaming and stuff and like Spider-Man No Way Home and some Mm kind of later stuff and whatnot. But you're right. And I wonder if part, that's such a great question. I hadn't thought about how people might feel about him being a facilitator. For some people, it actually might draw them in. But for others, you know, they actually might not want to be in that support group because of just all the feelings around that. But I do wonder, I mean, with something as big as someone who literally across the entire galaxy snapped was able to snap his fingers and and make half of life disappear with that kind of power, I wonder if for most people if if they thought you know this is such a powerful thing, I mean, you guys really fought as hard as you could for us, and how do you combat something like that but so I wonder if there might have been a lot of that. Maybe that's why we don't really see much of kind of the, the blame, but it's a really, really great point.
1: I do have a, a question for you because, I mean, you you have patients all the time that are going through very serious things, mm-hmm. but you also go through very serious things, right? <laughs> like you, I you am a human, some, yes. Right, right. <laughs> How are you able... Because it's mm-hmm. very different in endgame. Because in endgame, it's like none of us are professionals. We've all experienced a traumatic situation. And now we're in this support group together. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm, like, for, for example, in your situation, like, if you were a therapist and you're meeting with a patient post-snap, how mm-hmm. in the world are you? would you be <laughs> able to put your stuff aside when mm-hmm. you're literally dealing with the exact same thing yes. that your so patient if- is dealing with?
0: So sadly, I can somewhat speak to that given the the similarities with COVID. Once again, very, very different set of circumstances, but a worldwide, really hard to wrap your mind around event that affected literally everyone. It affected different people different ways, but it literally affected everyone. Maybe there are some extremely isolated populations of people in the world that weren't affected, but- very, very, very small portions of the population. I mean, rarely do we have events like this happen. So one thing I do want to point out, you made an excellent differentiation between licensed mental health provider and support groups. So in a support group, it's all about that shared experience. Now, some support groups actually have some sort of licensed provider as the facilitator, but then a lot of them also have a member of the group where it's more peer-led. and the reason I like that you kind of made that separation within your question is they are very different approaches, and they're both important. It's not that you want one or the other. It's just that you might need one versus the other at different points, given what you might be looking for. And and so with the licensed provider, the the tricky piece is that the focus isn't on us. It's on you, the client, the patient, whatever terminology, the consumer, whatever terminology you're using in that moment. And while there are things that we might share or what we call disclose within therapy to help someone along, it is meant to be a focus on the client. And that is a very different relationship than a lot of other places where a lot of times you're looking for a more kind of balanced relationship. And so when you're talking about these sorts of things and, and how do you help someone when you're dealing with the same thing, or some people... Different people get triggered by different things. It can be really tricky. So sometimes there might be certain things that a provider just doesn't work with or might refer to others. That's not the ideal. And you want to make sure to minimize that, do your own work within yourself, have your own therapy or whatnot and treatment to make sure that you can help as many people as you can. But sometimes there are certain trigger points. So for example, let's say someone has been sexually assaulted and is a therapist and they're working with someone and their commonalities with sexual assault there might be certain things that they just have to be very mindful with themselves if they're still working through that process but yeah especially with something like the snap everyone's dealing with it so i guess what i can say relating it to covid is i would guess that no one's at their best <laughs> So I don't know a single provider who was at their peak during the most stressful points of COVID. So I think one of the advantages, though, is that everybody gets it. And so there's kind of a little bit of that camaraderie and just acknowledgement that, hey, we're all doing the best we can. And so I think just everyone kind of takes a different pace when these big events happen. And part of it is honestly... Really having to focus in on your own self-care, taking time when you can. But it's it's hard. It's very, very tricky. And unfortunately, with events like this, they're talking about a crisis of losing a lot of providers. Uh, a lot of people are burning out, uh, not just within your medical settings, but your mental health settings. And, and I think something similar would happen in the SNAP because it's just so hard. There's just so much everyone's trying to deal with all at once.
1: The COVID connection is very interesting i think one of the one of the toughest things about covid for me though that i will say is very different from the snap when the snap happened it affected everyone around the world Mm -hmm. they saw it happen it was a thing with covid i feel like one of the hardest things was being distraught over it being upset about it but also watching a subset of people Mm -hmm. that are just Mm -hmm. like this is all fake none of it exists, and making you feel like you're crazy.
0: You know, that is an excellent point. And it also happened for everyone at the exact same moment. And COVID doesn't happen that way, even though it affected everybody. You know, we see things happen in Asia or Europe. And and, I mean, I saw things happen on the eastern part of the United States before it came here. So that's a really good point. I'm going to be a little more cynical than I would have been pre-COVID, (laughs) I bet you'd still have naysayers with the snap.
1: You're, you're probably, you're probably right. You, you probably right. Because like, I don't, like, I feel like Hydra probably was like, well, business Mm -hmm. as usual. Thanos just beat us to it. Like they, like they were, like they were, they were probably just like, oh man, they, man, we should have been following this guy all along. Right. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh Hydra, yeah, that that is a really good point. That, but in general, everyone reacts in in different ways, and I think I think one of the most surprising things that we've learned is just how variable people's reactions can be. And so, I would expect variability with the snap as well. When half the population, half of living, half of life disappears uh which by the way makes no sense cuz uh hello thanos there's actually a lot of life out there other than people that weren't overpopulated so right. anyway that's always bothered me but
1: it was it was weird like did half the squirrels die
0: I mean because, that's fine well, see, but would half of endangered species die i mean there's plenty of squirrels come on <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's just you the way you said that sounded like you actually had a vendetta against squirrels you're like no, I if i could squirrels. i would snap And make half the squirrels disappear. (laughs) I
0: saw my first black squirrel the other day and I got so excited. I do appreciate squirrels, but there are a lot of squirrels out there.
1: Yeah. But yeah. And so another thing that I was going to say, as far as a support group goes, like you had mentioned earlier, what's interesting about the support group is they all have something in common. And Mm -hmm. I, I feel like sometimes whenever you're dealing with something, It's so much more to literally have someone know how you feel versus Mm -hmm. someone just being sympathetic. Like it's, it's, it's so much more powerful when someone like goes, like can say, I literally Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. how you feel right now versus, man, that sucks. Mm -hmm. That sucks so bad. I'm so sorry for you. Thoughts and prayers versus, yeah, we're we're in hell right now, aren't we? This is brutal, and I'm right here next to you, and we're going to go through this together, and we're going to suffer together, and we're mm-hmm. going to try and heal together. It's so much more when you have someone that actually does understand. Like, I, I, yes. I know one, one thing with me, like I had a, like my, my father committed suicide, and I I will never forget the first time I went to a suicide awareness event and it was just, I had never felt that way before. Like, because so often you hear people and they're just like, Oh my God, that's so horrible. That's so sad. Versus I went to that and people are literally like, I know how you feel. Yes. Doesn't this suck. Right. First. Mm-hmm. Vers- yeah. Yes. And, and so it, it's, it, when it came to, when it comes to like, Cap support group, I, I know that, that every everybody should be in that support group, right? Like every, like <laughs> it should be a billion people in this support, in this well, support group.
0: I absolutely a hundred percent agree with everything you said. There's many ways to getting that connection of someone who gets it. The more I don't want to say obscure, but the the less common experience that you you are needing that connection for the more likely you might be needing some support that is kind of more formal just because it's harder to find the other people who can relate but there are many ways to get to what you're talking about um there are support groups like this one uh nami n-a-m-i Uh, NAMI is a really great organization in the United States that has a lot of support groups for people with mental health conditions as well as uh, support groups for their loved ones. Um, Events like the one you're talking about, uh, peer specialists, so peer support specialists are – Um, I think I mentioned them in season one at some point. So they are a newer discipline within mental health, but it's training and certification, specifically targeting I have substance use or mental health recovery experience and doing exactly what you just described far more beautifully than I could, where it's essentially we're in this together. I've been there. I know what it's like. I don't know how you climb out, but I'm here with you. We'll climb out together. I know how this sucks.
1: Yeah, it's got to be something because when you have a support group like that, it's safe to become friends. I think that's mm-hmm. what's interesting about a support group versus the, the standard therapist-patient relationship in an actual support group. You can actually become friends, sometimes even more, right? Mm -hmm. Like a a lot of times you get actual really close relationships with these people because it's like, okay, we share this common pain. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to finding someone in life or friends or whatever it may be, it's like, I need someone that can understand this pain and actually know how I feel.
0: Oh, you! I can't I can't describe it any better than you just did that's 100% why things like support groups are so 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 helpful and not everyone needs them some people go through life and they find those people along the way and that's amazing but these are another option out there. And you're absolutely right about the different kind of relationship versus like a therapy relationship where, hey, you can hone in. You can really delve into yourself in different ways and and learn some pretty great skills with therapy. But you're absolutely right.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Like I'm just I, I'm still just kind of in shock and, and awe with the connections that you made between the snap and COVID, this worldwide event Mm -hmm. that affected everyone. Now, one other thing I do think about constantly, though, what it must have been like for people when they came back, the level of support Ah. that they needed for that, because especially, well, one, the people who lost people that suddenly got them back, and two, the people that lost five years of their life. And came yes. back to the rest of the world. Like that was mm-hmm. there was a whole new support group. I think that Probably, was yeah. that was needed.
0: Talk about chaos, absolute chaos. I mean, yay, people are back. It's great, but five years. Okay, five years isn't long. It's also a long time. Yeah, yeah, that. It's such a good question. And I know they hit on it in these little snippets. I I forget, in in a number of the movies afterward. I I can't name which ones or what, but I I mean there there are a lot of things to think about. I mean, people who have moved in to other people's homes or spaces that are now back? Yes. Uh, relationships that have been built since then, or experiences that have happened since then—I mean, a lot can happen in five years. I mean,
1: missing missing five years of your kid's life, right? Like, just oh, like man. like I remember when Scott Lang—he was the first one. Like, he didn't yes. disappear, but they assumed he had, yep. and he came. He comes back, and all of a sudden. He sees his daughter and she's not like a little girl anymore. She's a, a teenager. And it's like, oh my God, that is insane. Like how that, what that must've been like. But I think it just goes even more to show just how important it is to have a support group, and it's we're, we're talking about it like a specific a specific subject. But support groups, I feel like at times can come in so many different forms, and not even mm. necessarily have that formal name. Yeah. I mean, I think about the number of times, like I like I have friends that are in the military, and of course, mm. a lot of their best friends are also. Mm-hmm. people that are in the military and i think about it because i'm like okay no one gets it like they do like you know i can say mm-hmm. thank you for your service i can be like happy veterans day like mm-hmm. i can like there's so much and they're like
0: you have no idea <laughs> right
1: right <laughs> yep right they're like yeah that's that's cool i'm gonna go hang out with my, mm-hmm. old, my old squad guys and i'm like i don't blame mm-hmm. you i completely now, understand
0: now imagine being a female who was in the military, that even creates an even smaller subculture too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. In Central Texas, we actually have a very large uh, female veteran population, which has been really cool. But yeah, I mean, that's a great point. They're just all of the different, cultural and sociocultural groups that we've been in or experiences that we have, they all make us into these like wonderfully complex, unique people. And one of the things we have in common, even the people who desperately fight against it, is a need for connection. The amount of connection varies based on the person, but in general, even people who are really uncomfortable around others, they will end up suffering if they don't find some way of connecting and being able to relate to people. And so, absolutely, you look for the people who can get it, who you can be yourself around, who can relate to those experiences. So, yeah, if you've been in the military before, it can be really great to find and connect with other people who've been in the military. You speak the same language. You've gone through the same experience, well, similar experiences. Yeah,
1: and, and so one thing I, I was also—I—I I feel like I have more questions for you today than <laughs> than, hey, than normal what is the best way? Like if like, say for instance, you, you are dealing with something that's kind of niche, like, right. Like not mm-hmm. something that's like tons of people go through, but you know, mm-hmm. they're out there. Yep. How does one, go about seeking out a support group because like my first thought Mm. is something like Facebook. And I'm like, that place is a a lawless wasteland though. Like I just don't, it's so. It
0: works for some people. Yeah, it it does. I I gotta watch out for the comment sections. Right.
1: (laughs) Right. Like I am on Facebook. And like you said, like the comment sections is something that I, I know is a trigger point for me. Cause I'm like, Oh boy, (laughs) here's someone laugh reacting to something horrible. Like, Oh man, I can't, I can't do this yeah. like but it's got to be very very difficult taking a mm. step to try and find someone yeah that instead of just staying there suffering alone because with yep. with the end game situation I feel like it was probably a lot Easier Because like I said, literally everyone is going Mm -hmm. through it. Like you could, your next door neighbor is like, Hey, can we get a drink and talk? Right? Like it's, Mm -hmm. it it was affecting the entire world versus in real life, whatever people are dealing with, it's like, everybody's definitely Mm -hmm. not dealing with it the same way.
0: Yep. And so the the issue with something like the snap or with COVID is how do you find your ways to escape it? Because it's all around you all the time. Like one person, I think I mentioned earlier, the person in the support group who finally went on a date and then he talked about like they both cried, one of them during the appetizer, one near dessert, um, and and just the difficulty of finding other things to talk about. But you're right for a lot of common everyday situations if you have something that you you struggle to connect with people with it can be really hard and and actually a big part of the job that I have is is working with people who tend to not fit in and struggle to find their people and really trying to encourage and and help people to find that support wherever they can Um, There are a lot of different ways. I mean, support groups are, of of course, uh, can be really helpful. I mentioned NAMI earlier uh, is a really good place to start to kind of look for things. Uh, They also tend to have really great resources that can get you connected to other stuff as well. There's a, a number of other organizations that do support groups too. I mean, Googling, uh, looking for different topics, seeing what you find. Be careful, though, certain topics. You want to be very mindful. So for example, let's say you're someone that struggles with eating disorders. Be very, very careful because there are communities out there that might actually be supporting and promoting and encouraging behaviors that you're actually trying to uh, be healthier with. So you have to be careful, kind of what support you're looking for and making sure it matches. Because there's just like everything else, the internet has wonderful resources and not so helpful stuff too. Sometimes going and finding people with common interests can be a good starting point to kind of working your way to finding those people. But, yeah, you know, it it can be really hard. Uh, And sometimes, too, just going to, like, mental health organizations nearby, if if it is a mental health-related thing or if you're looking – if you're wanting more of a structured thing – then a lot of times um, those, those facilities might be able to help you kind of get yourself rolling. Um, but a lot of times it's it, honestly the hardest part is it usually takes us all some time to find those people. And, and it takes putting yourself out there, like the guy in the support group, going on the date, just going on it, ripping the Band-Aid off, giving it a shot. And you go out there, you if you connect, great, you learned something. If you didn't connect, great, you learned something. And so taking that and then helping you come up with your next step from there.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's really, oh, it's heavy, heavy. It's heavy. Do we have a mindful nerd moment?
0: Of course. So maybe this will help a little bit. I, I wasn't thinking about you know shifting from heavy, but but I was trying to think of something for Captain America and... Uh, Anyway, so what I came up with was um, doing a mindful nerd moment, imagining ourselves in a superhero pose. So the thing I like about this is uh, you might have heard of like power poses or anything like that, but essentially a superhero pose tends to just evoke a feeling of confidence, openness, strength, uh, power. Um, It has to do with actually how your body is set can actually affect how you feel and how you present yourself. So this is kind of nice because we might be feeling a little deflated with some of the stuff we talked about. Although I love to- support groups are great and wonderful. So if you're needing an uplifting moment or something to get you juiced up, I thought no better way than to imagine yourself standing there all, you know, solid and ready with your shield as Captain America. Okay. So as we always do, we'll just start with sitting comfortably Um, it's always good to be sitting, standing, lying straight, but not, not too stiff. It helps usually to close your eyes, but if you're not comfortable with that, just softening your gaze, not looking at anything in particular. And to just get us into the moment, focus on your breath, taking in some slow, deep breaths. If you're able to, it helps to breathe in through your nose and then out through your mouth. And as you center yourself with those breaths, imagine that you're Captain America. You're wearing your uniform, you're preparing for battle, and you're standing solidly in place, your shield on your arm, and you're taking on that superhero pose. Just imagine yourself, feel what it's like, your feet solidly on the ground your arms at the ready next to you. Feel the strength coursing through your body, through your muscles. Feel the solid ground beneath you. And really evoke your confidence, your power. You're ready. You're ready for what comes next. And just in this moment, in this pose, Take in a few more slow, deep breaths. I'm going to invite you to take a piece of Captain America with you. For our next breaths, we're going to focus back into the room that you're in. But before we do that, Welcome the confidence, the power, the courage, the openness, the willingness of Captain America into yourself. So as you shift back into the room, you're in, breathe in that confidence, that strength and power and openness and exhale any stress that you've been feeling or or anything that might have felt deflating today. Once again, breathing in that power and confidence and openness. And then letting out any of that stress, tension, or insecurity. And with one more breath in and exhale out, we'll welcome ourselves back to the podcast. So how was that for you, Keaton?
1: I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I also it's it's funny because talking about superhero poses like in my mind, mm-hmm. like I really love like if if I'm talking who I'm dressed up as like Batman, yeah, but mm-hmm. in Marvel, I absolutely love Captain America's costume like his his nice. he has a really badass costume i've always Mm -hmm. really liked it not in like the first movies the first couple movies but like everything winter soldier and beyond i'm like man these these are some dope costumes
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's nice to be able to take on some of that badassery for yourself (laughs) right
1: right but yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that, and this is really good to talk about. I think it's very important knowing yeah. the the big difference between support groups because the and one other thing that I was gonna say about support groups yeah. is that it's financially feasible for everyone.
0: That is a really great point. Right? Absolutely. Yes. Unfortunately, our healthcare system in the United States is not friendly to everyone, and you're right. Support groups tend to be a more financially feasible option too,
1: which is great. Thanks for nerding out with us.
0: I'm clinical psychologist, Dr. Amelia Brown. Find me on social media at Crafting the Mind.
1: And I'm comic enthusiast and professional nerd, Keaton Hopkins. Check out my TV and movie reviews on YouTube at Team JBS. Check out our website at bat-therapy.com, our Bat Therapy YouTube channel, and follow us on social media. See you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.